Welcome to the WEAN Woman Podcast Series, an initiative of the Women in Energy Network, WEAN. The WEAN Woman Series features carefully curated conversations with inspirational female entrepreneurs, leaders, and career women across the oil, gas, power, and renewable energy sectors. These podcast conversations are aimed at helping to redefine the narrative of female leadership and achievement in an industry that is still largely male-dominated. My name is Folusha Guadamosi, and in today's conversation, Priscilla Thorpe tells me about her unique journey in the oil and gas sector. Get ready to be lifted, empowered, and inspired. So hi, Priscilla. How are you today? Felicia, how are you? How are you doing? Happy 60th Independence Day. Yes. So ladies and gentlemen, we are recording this on Nigeria's 60th Independence Day and we're super excited. <laughs> yeah, very excited. <laughs> all right, Priscilla, so let's jump right into it. So tell us all about yourself. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about your you know, educational journey. And you can also kind of start segueing into your career journey as well. Okay, thank you for having me, Felicia. My name, like she said, is Priscilla Thorpe Monclus. Um, I was born in Nigeria, Elisha precisely. Um, I was born in 1973. Um, I was born to uh, Dr. Kola Thorpe and Rosa Pertugia. My father is from Delta State and my mother is Spanish. So I have uh, a multicultural background. And my journey has been one of uh, what great testimonies, I have to say. So I started, I grew up in Ijaraba in the teaching hospital because my father was a doctor. And I went to um, staff school at the time. Uh, and from there, I progressed to Reagan Memorial Baptist Secondary School. And then uh, I went to, initially went to university at ABU, um, where I got to mix with a lot of different people from different aspects of Nigeria, which is really interesting. And then from there, I moved to Coventry in the UK. Um, I had a, studied international relations and business for my first degree. And uh, I did a second degree in um, supply chain, oil and gas supply chain. Um, my journey has been one that is very interesting. Uh, it's been, uh, I never thought that I would end up in oil. Um, even though it was girl, it's so funny how they say that there's power in the words that you say from your mouth. I remember when I was like 13, someone asked me, and what do you want to do? And at the time, I knew that there was money in oil, and I said, <laughs> oil. And uh, True to type, that's what I ended up doing. I fell into the industry. So that's been my journey so far in terms of schooling and uh, career. Wonderful. I love, I love how you said that you fell into oil. <laughs> fell into oil. <laughs> I do. Okay, so, okay, so now kind of tell us about your career, you know, falling, falling into oil. Like, so how, how has that whole journey been? Okay, so I started in a company called Mark Rich, and at the time I started as a secretary and appeared to the chief executive um, um, officer at the time, and that was working in the United Kingdom, and I think I did that for like a year, because at the time it was very difficult to get jobs in the UK. And after like a year, I was working with him, and I think about 20 traders, just running around the traders, and trying to understand the way they work. I went to my boss and I said, oh, sir, you know, I've got a degree. 
Um, I can't be a secretary for the rest of my life. I, I want to do something more interesting and more knowledgeable. Wow. So he, and at the time, um, we were doing a lot of business with Nigeria. So Marquette at that time was doing about maybe 60% to 70% of the imports into Nigeria. And we were working with NMPC anyway. Um, so we used to get, I used to receive all the calls. People would call from an NPC and I used to take the calls and when they knew I was Nigerian, you know, you know how it is when you start speaking yeah. to Nigerian, they just got more, we got more talking and everything. And so my boss said to me one day, I went to the office and he says, you know what, I'm sending you to Nigeria. So okay, so and he says, oh, it's only going to be for two weeks. And I said, okay, two weeks is fine. <laughs> and two weeks that is, and I ended up staying in Nigeria till last year. So that's wow. how my journey started. Um, I started working. So Marquette was basically an oil uh, trading company. And we used to do about 70% of the imports to Nigeria. And of course, you know, because Nigeria um, was still a subsidized market at the time, we were dealing with the National State Oil Company, NMPC. So through that, you know, my journey started through that. I, I knew uh, my way around NMPC. I knew all the people who I had to deal with in NMPC in terms of the commercial side of the business. And my journey basically started from there. Um, I used to work in supply and distribution in the company, and I was majorly doing business development for the company, Mark Rich, with another lady um, who worked with me by the name of Amina Miner. And um, we both worked together and uh, my journey started from there. From there, I moved to Owando. I think I did Owando for like maybe two years. And after that, I moved to MRS. So MRS, I spent about 11 years doing supply and distribution, learning about marketing, retail marketing. And basically, that's just been my journey the oil in the oil and gas sector. Wow. I love that you started as a secretary and you were so bold as to go to your boss and be like, hello, sir, I have a degree. And, you know, from that point on, it looks like you were very intentional about building your career. I knew that I had more to offer. And uh, I, because I had worked with them, I found it really interesting. The buzz was there. The fact that the Nigeria, you know, we were working with Nigeria and, you know, I'm very, I'm sort of kind of traditional. I always wanted to work my way back to Nigeria because, I love Nigeria as a country. So everything that I did was always trying to work my way back to Nigeria. And uh, thankfully, it worked out the way I wanted. And I've had a very interesting journey. I mean, uh, in MRS, I basically grew a lot in MRS. Um, I started as a sales and marketing manager. I was the first sales, female sales and marketing manager because obviously you, MRS bought Chevron Texaco in 2009. And... Uh, when we bought Chevron Texaco in 2009, my chairman at the time, um, a couple of years after, wanted people that he could trust to move into Chevron and basically integrate the company so that there was a mixture between the MRS staff and also the Chevron staff so that there was commun uh, proper communication and there was transparency in all the processes and all the jobs that we did. So he, sat, he asked me um, through my boss that I should move to PLC. And at the time I was like, no, I really don't want to move to PLC. Um, because it was a new area, it was retail marketing, and I was used to supply and distribution. Um, uh, and I, he said, you know, you need to move. So I moved, and then my journey started from there as the sales, first female sales and marketing manager. And uh, I learned the retail business. I spent maybe about six, seven years learning the retail business, and I basically grew from there. 
and uh, came back again to the group. Um, so I was recalled back to the group to come and handle some stuff in the group. I went back to the group and spent maybe about two years. And after two years, they said to me, oh, you need to go back to PLC, which I did. And I think about a year after, they came back to me and said that they wanted to make me the MD of PLC. Wow. Which was quite, uh, it was quite overwhelming, but I was shocked, but I was also very happy being the first, first female MD for the PLC. Was, I was very happy. Wow. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. Okay, so let's just keep getting right into it. Um, so tell us some of your highlights so far. So in your journey, in your very interesting journey, what, what would you say have been the highlights for you? I think for me, the highlights, I would say, was the fact that I was even given the opportunity to serve as the MD of PLC. So that means that I had some certain competencies and, you know, obviously they trusted me to, uh, to a great extent. But I think what for me did it was, um, as MD, was I had to basically, I, I was also understanding a lot of things in terms of, you know, when you're operating at that level, there's certain things that you need to um, also learn and grow into. Um, but for me, what was important is that we, I had, I was very clear on what my strategic goals was, were. Um, communication for me was a very big part of it because for me, in any organization, no matter what you do, if you do not communicate your vision and your goals, especially to your middle management, because you're not going to be able to do all the work yourself. You need strong and trusted people who can cascade your vision down. Um, so I was able to set up a very good team. Um, my team trusted me. But one of the things that I think was one of my strongest skill sets was the fact that I'm a great communicator. I think that it's very important for everybody in the organization to understand where you're going as a, as a, as a leader, um, understand your vision, uh, what your goals are, so that that can cascade down the, the system. I'm also someone who is I'm easy to talk to. I believe that uh, I need to know my employees. I need to know what their skill sets are, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, so I can place them in the right positions to drive my vision, basically. Um, I'm also empathetic. I think a leader needs to be very empathetic and you need to listen. Uh, it's very important. One of the things that I find is that uh, a lot of leaders don't listen. It's almost like your power of, of authority <laughs> and basically you just say, yeah. you have to do what I say. And I, I, don't really, I don't really agree with that kind of leadership style. I think that you should have some form of assertiveness, um, but you should also listen to what the people are saying and make your decision based on all the information that you've gathered from the field. Um, I think a leader needs to be courageous and confident in what they do. Um, I enjoyed my time at MRS. I grew, like I said, I was there 11 years. And I also grew as a person because as a leader, you need to continue learning. It's a continuous process. I don't believe that you can, uh, you don't, you, you, need, you need to learn every day. And so it was, it was a very interesting time for me. And I was happy that I was able to go through that. Thank you for sharing those wonderful nuggets of leadership with us. I actually noted six of them that you said. And honestly, I think that everybody needs to hear this, men and women, because you hit on some really, really important points. And I think, you know, just the fact that you're obviously a very inclusive leader is very important, right? Um, so, so tell us more about your leadership style and how you evolved, I guess, to this point. You know, did you... 
was it like a natural evolution? Did you have a mentor or somebody that, you know, kind of guided you along the way that you thought, oh, I like how they're doing it. Let me learn from them. Was it through education? Tell us how you were able to evolve into this leader. So, I think that I've learned from various, various ways. I mean, I'm, I'm really into, um, I'm a voracious reader. Um, I crave uh, knowledge a lot. Uh, I like to read. I mean, my family, my father's back, uh, background, they're all doctors. They're five doctors. They're, they're all academics. So I think I have a quest and I'm, very, I'm a very curious person. If I don't know something, I want to learn and I want to learn well. I've also had very good support system. Like I said, when I first came to Nigeria, I met, met a lady who was very good to me. And I guess if she didn't make it good for me, I don't think I would have even stayed. So that's women supporting women. Yeah. So I've had people in my life. My mother has been very instrumental. But I've had very good friends as well who give very candid advice on how to handle things. And then I think just learning and just sometimes as a leader, you, you make decisions and they're not the right decisions, but it's okay to, it, you might make a mistake, but it's don't dwell on that, you know. Start, start another strategy, change it communicate, ask questions, and, you know, collaborate with your team. And I think these are the most important thing. I think once you're, tr uh, there has to be trust as well between your team and yourself. And uh, I think the sky is the limit. I'm also a very, I'm a strong believer of a learning organization. Mm. An organization that is not constantly evolving or not learning is not going to grow. So I really believe that we must invest in talent we must invest in the, in, uh, in the organization because that brings us the best creativity and innovation that you can see in any organization. And just not ruling by fear. I mean, people should respect you, but at the end of the day, they should also be able to come and speak to you. I'm a really strong believer in transformational leadership. Wow. So many great nuggets you are dropping back to back. Thank you so much. So, you touched on women supporting women. Yes. Can you kind of go into that a bit for us? You know, tell us what your experience has been concerning that and a tip or some sort of advice that you want those that are listening to this to hear concerning women supporting women. I think that, okay, I've, uh, I actually serve on a board, uh, the Women and Energy Network, and it was a board that, I, you know, I met the president and we and she said she wanted to set up this. And I was like, you know what, I'm really big on women supporting women. Um, because I know my journey. I've met really, you know, not nice people, but I've also met really fantastic people. Um, and I thought this would be really a good thing because, you know, women build communities. Women, you know, they, they, they have a skill that is very rare to get. They, they're multitaskers, you know. So when she asked me to join. I was very happy. I'm very excited. And I, people don't know this, but I'm sort of like a very shy person. I don't really like all this. Uh, <laughs> I shy away from that. And she was like, no, you have to do this. You have to do this. You need to engage. You need to create the awareness. You need to support. You need to, women need to hear your story so they can yeah. know that you come from humble backgrounds and you've been able to achieve this. And you know what? Yeah. I think joining networks is a great thing because one of the things that Wen has done for me is basically made me push beyond my comfort zone. Mm. Um, I'm becoming bolder. Um, I mean, all this knowledge, if you don't share it, I mean, you don't want to take it to your grave. You want to share it with <laughs> something. Impact lives. 
Yeah. So for me, it was, um, I think women should join what? I think women need to support women more. Um, I don't want to, I don't want people to think it's a feminist kind of thing because we also need the men. We need the men to support yeah. us. You know? I've also had very strong men supporting me. My chairman, Mr. Sayu Dantata, is one of them through my growth process in the company. And my father is another one of them. Of course, my biggest support is my husband. So we cannot do where women, we need to do what we need to do and what we do best. But at the same time, we also need the support from our men. And it will just be good for men to expose us, to support us more, to pull us into this the camps so that we can also develop, you know, yeah. we will be also good at developing businesses, processes. We're very diligent. Um, you know, we're good at strategy. You know, just support us as men. And uh, we need to, in turn, support the younger ones that are coming after us. There's no point, um, you know, having this grand, uh, how do they say, this grand uh, nomenclature, you've achieved this, but you're not impacting other women that are coming yeah. behind. You need to make women feel comfortable, make them confident, make them strong, and make them believe that they can achieve anything that they, they want as long as they're hardworking, they have ethical values, and, you know, respect begets respect. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally agree with you all the way. Okay, so when you and I spoke before this, you know, we we kind of talked on seasons of life, you know, and that was a very fun discussion with you. And yeah. I know that you've had, <laughs> you've, you know, you've transitioned in and out of career depending on, you know, what was happening with you at the time. So do you want to kind of talk, talk us through those different seasons? Yeah, so my life has been really one of so many stories. I would start something and then I would have to break it to basically come to the UK to do something. And uh, this time I had to step down because I, I had to come with my daughter. She was coming to boarding school and I wanted to make sure that um, I, I had to prioritize what was important to me. Hmm. Um, as much it was, as it was very sad for me to step down as the MD of PLC because, you know, I had great visions for the company. Um, I didn't want the company as well to suffer. And I knew that if I did not do and take care of my home front, which was my daughter at the time, they would not be able to get the best out of me as a company. And uh, I really believe that uh, you need to deal with the things that are critical to you at the time so that you can focus at a later stage on the things that are also important. So for me, I, had to, I asked for a leave, a leave of absence because my daughter is young, she's 11, uh, to, to basically take some time off to come and prepare her and make her strong. And then of course, go back at some stage later in the year. To be honest, taking a break does not, it doesn't stop you from where you're going to get to. I believe that sometimes you even need that break to even develop yourself even better. Mm. Uh, so what I focus on at the moment is basically trying to develop myself. I mean, you haven't had a conversation when you talked about, I mean, what, I did a bit of research before I, I started speaking to you. And I was so amazed to see that you had written a book. <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, this girl has written a book. And you know what? And we got talking and you told me you, 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 know, you did a certification in life coaching, which is something that really interests me. Um, so I'm thinking of doing that. And I'm just basically developing myself and you know, trying to be the best of myself, to be honest. And I think that I will come back even stronger than I left. Wow. 
Priscilla, you are unstoppable. You know, as you've been, as you've been speaking, unstoppable for sure. <laughs> as you've been speaking, you know, I wrote in my notes, unstoppable. You know, like I feel like your story is so inspiring and so encouraging, and I especially love the fact that you're very comfortable with taking the breaks. You know, to focus on what you said, what is important to you at the season. Obviously, your job is important, but you knew that you know it wouldn't be able to work seamlessly with your daughter being in boarding school in the UK and all that good stuff. Yes. I'm sure there are so many women on here who feel freedom from hearing you say that, you know, because there's so much pressure, you know, in society sometimes. And I know so many women who just feel like, you know, they can't stop. They can't, you know. So what you said, I think, is liberating for many, many women. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And we cannot wait to see what comes out of this break that you're taking we can't wait to see it <laughs> i think something really positive and i'm really really um you know i'm very spiritual and i know that something positive is going to come out um i think i also needed this break as well so yeah know, i have much more to 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 come to come with wow exciting super super exciting Definitely. okay so tell us some piece of advice that you would give to young aspiring women who want to position for success in the industry? So I know that you touched on it a bit, but is there any sort of advice that you just feel like, listen, young woman who's listening to this podcast, I really want you to do this. This is what I would advise you to do. So I would say that, um, first of all, be hardworking, um, learn as much as you can and keep learning. Just continue developing yourself. Um, that's number two. Uh, and then have values. You have to have values. You have to have ethical values. You have to be humble and you have to be respectful. You're going to have negative people coming around you and saying this and that. But you know what? I basically, when everybody said to me that you can't do it, I just smiled. I was hurting and, and I was like, really, maybe, maybe they're right in some way. But sometimes I said to them, you know what? I just take the negative vibes and I just made push myself further. I just converted to fuel and push myself. Mm. I just want to be the best that I can, I can be. And I think that when you're hardworking, you have ethical values, you're respectful and you're humble, the sky's the limit. There's nobody that can stop you. That's the truth. Mm. I'm just best of yourself. I think the best advice I would give, and I wish I had that earlier on growing up, was I wasn't really much of a reader. And I'm trying to inculcate that with my daughter now. So we set up a reading club where I gave her a book and I said to her, read this book. And when you come back from half term, we're going to have, I'm going to have questions just to encourage her to read. Nice. I think yeah. that you need to be a reader. You need to learn as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. And just be passionate and have positive energy. Mm. That's what I would say. Nice. I love what you said about reading. So I wasn't a reader as well growing up and I have had to force myself to become a reader. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. But to be honest, it's so, it's so that just from just reading, reading little things, you pick maybe three, four, five sentences and yeah. it sticks. You're right. It sticks. And then, you know, imagine if you read something every day for 365 days, how knowledgeable mm. will you be at the end of the year? Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally agree. Thank you. Great yeah. tips. Okay, so something fun. If you were not working in the energy industry, tell us what you would be doing. You would be really, really weird. So <laughs> my father wanted me to be a doctor, and I knew that I never wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. Be, yeah, I'm a doctor. I said, Daddy, I promise I'll be a doctor, but it will be in management, not in management. <laughs> 
So it was like, okay, just be a doctor. Um, so I think I would, I would have done forensic. I would, I would have loved to be a forensic detective. Oh. I would have loved to do pathology. Oh. Because I'm fascinated. I watch all these things on forensics. I watch things on autopsy. Just to basically, because I like to see, okay, what, what, what caused this death? So I'm always trying to, you know, it's quite interesting. And I would definitely, life coach, 100%. Yeah. Actually, you gallop. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Love it. Yeah, so I'm going to do that. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so leave, leave us with one quote. Any quote that motivates or inspires you or the biggest life lesson you wish that you had been told when you were younger? Um, I think, uh, I think I'll take Socrates where he says that wisdom, um, uh, wisdom is knowing that you know nothing. So mm. basically keep learning. Yeah. And, uh, one of my, I mean, one of my mentors and she's late, I never met her, but I really read a lot about her, Maya Angelou. Oh, she's so awesome. She says, when you know better, do better. Do better. Wow. And uh, I think I'll just give you another one. Indira Nooyi, um, you know, she was the CEO of PepsiCola. Pepsi she's someone that I also admire very much. Um, she always says that with leadership, if you can convince people to follow you to the end of the world, to earth, you're a great leader. Hmm. And very that's what scary. I aspire to be. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much, Priscilla. This has been absolutely amazing. You've dropped so many great nuggets and I'm sure that our listeners have taken many notes and will come back it's and listen. Thank you so much Thank for sharing. Thank you so much for your time. And to be honest, I was quite inspired to see, like I said, that you wrote a book and that <laughs> gave me more inspiration. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. You absolutely inspire me as well. So I'm glad that I was able to inspire you in some way as well. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much, you. Priscilla. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Felicia. And do have a nice Independence Day with your family. I will. Thank you. Bye. And to all our listeners, bye from us for now. Take care. Bye.